me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Enjoy. Thanks. E, order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Welcome to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Podcast. What is going on, D-Gen Nation? Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Generous podcast. It's Masters Week, baby. We're hyped. We're getting into it. The best tournament of the year. A little bit of a different time, but still, we're ready. Tambo, how you doing this week, brother? I'm good, man. I'm just as pumped up as you are, finally. This was a, a great event we just had, but we've been waiting for this one, man. It's been on the calendar. It's been circled. We got the November set up. Uh, seeing some great little teaser videos, some pictures from around the course, hearing some things. So excited to get into this one. Pricing's been out for a minute. So we're doing this a little bit early for everybody. Hope you appreciate that. And we're going to get it out to you with some info. First look, of course, not a lot to go off of, but plenty of, you know, past information, stuff we've seen recently. And then, of course, everything we just have at the Houston Open. But before we get into the Houston Open, Kenny, just want to remind everyone quickly, this podcast is presented and sponsored by rotogrinders.com. Head on over to rotogrinders.com slash dgen. Now is the time. Get in there. We know NBA is coming back. We still got football, golf for the Masters week, all my stuff I'm doing over there. Check it out. That's rotogrinders.com slash DGEN. Get yourself five bucks off for the first week. Yeah, so the Houston Open, what a win by Carlos Ortiz. I never thought he'd have the first – he'd beat Abraham Answer as the, the first Mexican to win in 42 years. I uh, didn't see that happening. Uh, to have the stones to hold off Decky and DJ – and Kepka and the big dogs coming up on Sunday. That was really impressive, man. I mean, his iron play was great. Um, he really, really looked good uh, last week. We talked a little bit about him last week. I wrote him up in my article as one of my favorite plays in the 6K range, so that worked out. A um, couple of other, you know, it was, it, was, it was a good event, and he really showed some stones. Uh, what do you think about the event? Yeah, I thought it was incredible. You, like you said, just not what we just talked about. I was all over DJ. You know, I said that he's going to try and win both of these back-to-back. And sure enough, he did. I don't think enough people were on that. So uh, I love that. The, the putt at the end there, man, the little half step forward for Carlos Ortiz. Love to see that. And I, it reminded me, you know, we're in COVID era now, but it reminded me a little bit of when Keith Mitchell got his win. Similar scores, 13 under, 11 unders. Couple guys waiting. That was Ricky Fowler and Brooks, and, and Brooks Kepka. This was Hideki and DJ. Very similar types of two guys that we talk about in comparison. You know, Hideki and Ricky without a major. DJ and Brooks obviously all over the map when comes to taking down tournaments and then a young guy needs to make a putt in this case it was a two putt for him versus Mitchell needed to drain that one but still uh, Ortiz made it I loved it I thought it was great man and the emotion that poured out of him after was just awesome to see it just goes to show right how hard these things are this is a cool guy we've seen on a few times talking about playing video games with Varner and the boys and just doing all kinds of stuff man and, and his, his wife was there everything just to see was awesome for him so Overall, you know, not the most exciting event, in my opinion. It was nice, but I think it was just because I was so hyped up for what's to come here with what we're about to talk about with the Masters. 
But again, love seeing it. We talk about Ortiz all the time. He's a guy, if he makes the cut, we say it all the time. He has upside. And what did he do? He went on to win. So good for him and, and good for those that rostered him because he took down for, for everybody that rostered him this week. Yeah, the course played a little bit tougher than I thought. Um, definitely didn't think it was going to play like that. It was, I think the scoring average was like a couple over par before Friday. <laughs> I, think it, I think it got a little bit easier on the weekend. We saw some pretty good low scores coming in on the weekend. I don't know if they watered the greens or what they did. Uh, but yeah, definitely have to mark that down for Memorial. Uh, the greens had a lot more undulation than I thought they would. Uh, you know, that's what happens when we get these new courses that we've never seen before. We're taking educated guesses, trying to see how this works. And it worked out personally for me. I mean, uh, a winning week in, in DraftKings again, uh, cash lineup was good. Three of the four cash game cornerstones made the cut. I don't know what the hell happened to Adam Shank. Uh, also betting wise, uh, my dumbass, of course, didn't bet Carlos Ortiz, even though I wrote him up. Um, you know, I just played him on DK, which sucks, but, uh, I did hit my favorite bet of the week. Once again, for my article, um, uh, JT post in top 20, I got to thank Dowie Vanderwalt for a bogeying the final hole to get the minus fours back into the top 20. That was huge. Made my day. I also had a Burns top 20 ticket. Uh, that hit easily as well. Um, it's been really good betting wise for me here recently. I think I have a, in the last month, I've had about a thousand percent return on investment. Uh, so the bankroll is swollen right now with the Brian Gay live ad, uh, with the Laird live ad, uh, hitting these <laughs> top 20 bets. Uh, <sighs> basically for the last five weeks, uh, I've hit my favorite bet of the week in my article. Uh, I, I've, I've won nine straight NFL games in a row. Uh, this week I had the, uh, I had the, I had Miami, uh, and minus a uh, plus four and a half and I had green Bay minus seven. So I won both of those. It's just been, so the betting wise has been great. So it was great to win on both, uh, bank was swollen. What I'm doing is now I'm just making larger bets. Uh, I'm trying to win more <laughs> money. So that, that, that's oh, what it's going to So, you know, usually like I set my limit around 50 bucks for a top 20 bet. I bet posted a hundred dollars and plus 285. Uh, so that was almost a $300 win. So I, yeah, so that's basically what's going on right now. Uh, you know, all the bets I've made for the masters, uh, it's, it's four figure wins uh, is what I'm hoping. So, so we're, we're doing it now we're doing it. We're going well. And hopefully the, the, the uh, DFS part goes well, goes, goes ahead and does well. Also, uh, how'd you do this past week? I'm just laughing. I'll tell you in a sec, but Vegas Kenny over here, man, just busting it out. He's winning. It's time to up those bets, go you know, 50 stars instead of 10 on the next big play and do it all just in time for the masters where, you know, it's just going to be crazy versus what we expect. So I uh, love to hear that, man. I'm happy that you're winning. It's going to be great. I did not have the best week. You look at the leaderboard, you just scroll right down to about 68th place there. And you can tell why I didn't with a guy named Cam Davis, 15 over for the week. Not bad. You know, good showing there. And then all of his buddies decided to join him. You know, Doc Redman, uh, Lanto Griffin, who else? Sung J M, even Sam Burns. I know you got him top 20 and still a T7, but couldn't really do anything uh, on Sunday. Just sort of what we're used to seeing. So all of these guys just completely disappeared on me. I got some six out of sixes through versus what the field was at. You know, it all felt good going into the, the weekend. And then Saturday was okay. And Sunday just disappeared. So uh, not the best, but you know me, man, I'm always looking forward to these majors. That's where I seem to shine, especially, you know, something like this, a little bit shorter field, different cut rules, all these things that are coming up. I think I'm going to go and play. I think I'm just going to max the $20 this week instead of play the $4,500 mega, just because I think one lineup is not going to be my, my strength. And I don't really love the payout structure there. I was feeling it last week, but now I'm not anymore. So I'll probably play the same amount of money, but just do three in the 555 and max the, the milli there. But um, looking forward to get back to it, Kenny. Like this was a, a rough one, man. I was happy to see Ortiz, but I, I got a bunch of stuff at the top, right? Just not the right mix. You know, DJ was up there. I said, I'd even play Matsuyama at 10 K, which was rare for me, but I was feeling that one. And man, he made a good run too this week. So I think the one thing as we're going into the next conversation here, Kenny, is that all these guys just, it's a complete mind fuck now going into the masters, right? It's all these guys, Jason day, who I liked last week. I bet him, uh, Dustin Johnson, Hideki Matsuyama, Brooks, turned it on huge day on Sunday and great overall are all these guys are ones that we were wondering about for the masters on top of all the guys who weren't here at the Houston open. So be interesting to hear your thoughts as we get into it for this week. Yeah. I mean, I, of course I said, I'd fade DJ. That was probably a mistake, but I played Kepka. So it, was, it wasn't the worst mistake, but definitely a little bit of a mistake there. 
uh, didn't play Decky, and, and their Sundays really hurt me because halfway through the third round, I was winning the dollar short game. Um, uh, you know, that would have been a hell of a week, but then, you know, it just totally collapsed on Sunday. I don't even think that lineup finished in the top 100. So, so, so that's, that's how my Sunday went when it came to the FS. I was just glad that I, that I won my cash and I picked up a few dollars in GPPs also. Uh, but we are, uh, before we get into the, I was gonna, I'm so excited about this tournament, but I almost forgot about the listener leagues. Let's go over our listener league winner from this past week. It's Ahmed three, four, five, uh, fantasy national, uh, avatar. Uh, he went ahead and started, he had 477.5 points. He started with Dustin Johnson and Hideki Matsuyama, one and two, right there. Uh, so, I mean, uh, there's two and two, sorry. They're both tied for second. Uh, really good start. So, basically, he went stars and scrubs. He had Cam Davis in the lineup, uh, only 44.5 points, uh, but he had him in the lineup. Um, of course, he finished 68th, uh, 15 over par. Sepp Straka had a good showing this week, uh, fifth place, minus eight, 96 points. Adam Long, who played pretty well, 67.5 points. Um, I finished in 11th place and Bryce Garnett, uh, 50th place plus three, 64.5 points. Uh, a little shocking. And Bryce Garnett, he made the cut. Usually, usually a short course course specialist. And this definitely wasn't a short course. Uh, what'd you think of the lineup? Extremely unique. Yeah. You know, what is 0.8% Garnett, 1.5% long, 6% Matsuyama and 8.5 Straka. I think that's the most we've seen lately. And not like DJ was high owned 13%. So uh, you know, his, it's funny enough, the, the chalkiest guy he had in Cam Davis was by far the absolute worst, right? He starts off with a 67 and then just buries himself Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, had enough of a head start to make the cut, but it didn't help. So uh, good job to him overall. Shout out to uh, Chota 10 as well. In third, he got third and seventh. So two in the top seven there. That's nice to see. But Ahmed, three, four, five, I'll be adding you to the year-end Tournament of Champions with us, as well as we will see you in the three-man for the masters this week. So excited about that. All right. So let's get to the masters. We'll go ahead and go over the course. I'm sure most of you guys know how this course plays and what it looks like. So it's not that in depth, uh, but I will do a little bit of a course preview here. Uh, Augusta national golf club is a 7,000, eh, 7,500 yard par 72. depends on where they put the tee boxes with four par threes and four par fives. The par fives are where the majority of the scoring comes from as they're the four easiest holes on the course. And the six par fours over 450 yards are where golfers need to hold on and just try and make par. Uh, off the tee, only one par three over 200 yards. All the other ones are somewhat short. Uh, off the tee, golfers will see tree-lined fairways with above average width. They're wide fairways. Uh, bunkers and landing areas and very, very light rough. When I went to the Masters, I mean, like, the rough at the, rough at the Masters – is basically the fairway at the muni, at the muni you play at. So, so you don't have to worry too much about that. The fairways are heavily undulated and usually lush. So even though they'll have some um, rollout, you know, it won't be like U.S. Open events where dry conditions can make the ball run out for 50 yards or more. Now, the one difference this year is, you know, with it being in November, they did oversee the course with rye. Uh, what that does, it forces the greenskeepers to water the greens, the, the water, the, the grass excessively, a lot more. Uh, to keep it alive. So you mix that in with the rain in the forecast. Uh, I don't think there's going to be that much rollout um, on the um, on the fairway. So it's going to make the course play a bit longer. I think that's going to be the only real difference uh, when it comes to uh, the tournament being in November. Also, the winds are going to be light, uh, it looks like, as well. Now, the greens – they have like this state of the art sub air system um, at 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 Augusta, so you know they might play a little bit more receptive, softer than they normally would, but they're still going to play pretty firm unless the storms are, are bad. Uh, if it's if it's a deluge of rain, then it's you know something to keep an eye on, uh, and it should make scoring I think a little bit easier uh, for this Masters event than we've seen in you know some sometimes in the past year last year was pretty high scoring as well but so so those are just a couple of differences from when it's going to be from november to april uh just just to let you know um now if the golfers miss the fairway and hit into the trees they'll have to deal with approach shots from the soft pine straw which is always very tricky uh, water will also be on play in a few holes on the back nine on approach shots, golfers see greens that are above average in size. They're large greens. Uh, but that's sort of misleading. First off, 
the greens slope heavily from back to front, which makes hitting approaches under the hole important. There are also so many slopes and contours in the greens that they will be playing much smaller. Uh, golfers have to target certain small areas uh, to get their, their uh, approach shots you know, close. And if they miss just by a foot one way or the other, that ball can roll for miles. Um, you know, golfers will have, and also because of how greens the firm, how, how firm the greens are, it makes a correct landing spot that much smaller as well. Uh, most greens are elevated and are shaped like an upside down bowl along the edge, something like we saw this week at Houston. And well, they'll have little or no rough surrounding them. So many balls will be left in collection areas around the greens, which are always tough to get it up and down because of the firmness and quickness of the greens. Uh, the greens use bent grass. And they're always fast, stip meter rating 13 and a half or more. Uh, bunkers and collection areas surround almost every green with water on a few of those holes as well. A couple of trends going into this event. Um, nobody under, nobody with worth, worse odds than 50 to 1 has won this in a very long time, I think like eight years. Uh, so all the winners have been 50 to 1 uh, or, you know, or inside that. And, and here's the thing. Um, the last, I think, since like 2000, since Daniel, I think the last six or seven Masters, um, the the winner has had a win or two top fives in the in their five events leading up to uh, their win at Augusta. Uh, there's only about 16 guys in the field that have this, and I'll name them off right now. So I mean, I would guess that the winner will come from this group: uh, Bryson, Rom, JT, Rory, DJ. Xander, Cantlay, Reed, Bubba, um, Hatton, Webb, Finau, Wolf, Sergio, Kokrak, and Poulter. And so, of course, that doesn't really make it that much easier since all these guys are on the top end of the uh, of the pricing on DraftKings. But you know that when it comes to trends, it looks like that's going to be around the area. And then you can sort of eliminate what Kokrak and Poulter. Um, because they're not within 50 to one. I, I'm not sure what Sergio is either. I think maybe he's 66, maybe he's 50. Uh, I'm not sure. But it, that should give you an idea of what to look for this week. I don't know how much easier it'll make it when you actually do your um, do your picture DraftKings, but it probably would help when you look at the betting cards. Uh, Tambo, what are you looking for in golfers this week? It's a major, man. You know where I'm going long-term. I'm looking at it. And, you know, it's kind of like what we always say here, but, you know, I'm going to be Brooks Kepka for a minute. This is what a 94, 95 man field and like 25 or 30 can get deleted immediately because there's no chance, you know, in my opinion anyway. So uh, old guys, past champions, just some guys that barely sneak in, you know, happy to be here, excited, whatever, but there's not gonna be no chance. So, uh, you know, you get the odd Justin Harding like a couple of years ago, or whatever that stands out that you'll, you'll see make a run at it, but very rare. And you just mentioned like that list is basically the pool. So you're already down to like 70 guys 65 guys and then you just start building from there uh, i'll be mixing it up quite a bit this week but you know as far as stats go they're important but at the same time you know course history is definitely a thing at augusta more than other courses but i'm always just going to take like you said some of the recent form mixed with the long-term stats and then start building and see what it looks like as you put them together try and be unique wait for some ownership and see what that looks like over the field because the top is extremely difficult with you know dustin rory rom jt and bryson you can make an argument for anyone there. So anyone trying to tell you hard and fast, it's this way only. It's going to be tough to do. So I'll be, I'll be mixing it up quite a bit this week, Kenny. I did. For, I forgot. What's the cut rule for Augusta again? Is it 50 or 60? No, what it, isn't it? It's anyone within 10 strokes, right? So Yeah, but isn't there a cutoff too? We'll get that down. It'll be in my article this week. I'll figure it out before then. That's one thing I forgot what the cut rule was. I know there's a 10-stroke rule. Uh, is, it, is it top 50? Or top sixty. I'll figure that out. We'll get that in. If either, I'll post it on Twitter uh, before the end, before the tournament starts, and we'll, yeah, we'll top, figure that top out. Top fifty, top fifty places, or within ten strokes of the leader score. So it is top fifty. Okay, yeah. yeah so but it could be massive if there's you know those the numbers at Augusta get tight, especially yeah. after just two days. So yeah, you never know how many people are going to make it through. But that's you know it's something to talk about too. I guess we you know we're leaning into it. We're, we're about to get into the tiers, but you know from a strategy perspective there is something to be said for the Bryson conversation because, you know, when, when I'm deleting those guys out, as I'm saying, or just sort of Xing them out, if you will, that is a lot of the guys in the bottom tier of pricing. So then you look at what do those Bryson lineups actually look like? And if they do look good and he wins, how many of those lineups are then unique after that? If you don't have somebody random sneak through. So 
there, there's a lots of, lots of ways to look at it, but we've seen it in the past. You know, with Tiger, I think he was five figures when he won the Masters last year, which was random. He was like 10-1 or something, and you had a bunch of guys that you could uh, you could balance it out with. Like, I remember Brooks was under 10K there, and you had Cantlay, X, all these guys, Finau, Poulter, everyone that was in the mix, that you know, Molinari, everyone there were all under. So balance lineups were looking real good until Tiger came back and got the W. But even then, it was tough to find the exact lineup with him in it. So uh, there was some tournaments in higher dollar buy-ins that didn't have him in it as the winner. The problem with rostering Bryson this week, and from all that I've heard, he's he could destroy the course. So let's get to these tiers. Let's start off in this 10K range. Uh, we're going uh, Dustin Johnson all the way to Bryson. Now, the thing about rostering Bryson this week is there's so many capable guys from like, you know, like Cantlay, Xander, like, and then, uh, you know, in the 9K range, uh, Dustin, you know, and the thing is, like, I want to start my lineups with at least two guys in that high 9K, low 10K range. That's how I'm going to go about it. What you see in the leaderboards here the last few years, it's always the top guys that are in, the, that are in here contending when it comes on Sunday. So the, the issue with rostering Bryson is it's really hard to do that and then be able to roster the rest of your lineup appropriately with guys who actually have a chance. Um, now, it's not possible. You could definitely do it. But, I, I mean, I'm going to build a lot of lineups maybe with three guys in the 9K range. Uh, going that way and then going low seven, high 6K for the rest, which is definitely doable. Um, I'm thinking that's the way I am going to go. Uh, and that, that sort of eliminates Bryson for me, which is worrisome because from all what I've heard, he could literally destroy this course, um, especially if it's going to play soft uh, with the rye and they're going to have to keep watering the grass every day. Um, on the fairway, so it's going to play longer uh, with rain in the forecast as well. Um, he's hitting eight iron wedge, nine iron, eight iron into the par fives here. So I, I can't go against you if you want to play him, but from a lineup construction point of view, the way I want to build my lineups, I am not going to play Bryson. I'm starting a lot of my lineups with John Rom. Uh, I think it's his time. He's the only golfer in the world uh, OWGR top seven that has not won a major. He has good feelings here. A couple of top tens the last couple of years, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So the form is there when it comes to Augusta. Um, you know, he, he's been playing really, really good golf. Long irons are strong. I'll have to hit a few of those, at least five or six, if he's going for these greens uh, on the par fives. Uh, he's really good on long par fours. I think that's one of the big things. Uh, that one of the big reasons why I like Rom, he is actually number two in this field in par four efficiency from 450 to 500 yards in the last 100 rounds, only behind Dustin Johnson, who is my first cash game cornerstone. So Rom, my favorite GP, GPP play in this range, I'll be rostering a bunch of him and Dustin Johnson starts my cash game cornerstones this week. He could be 60, 70% owned in cash. I don't care. Uh, the guy just crushes here. Uh, his track record is unbelievable. The winning upside is there, and the price is too cheap for him. It's too cheap uh, for the way that he's playing Fetish Cup champion, like five, six top sixes in a row or some crazy shit like that. I don't care what his ownership is in cash. I don't be playing him. I don't really even care what his ownership is in GPPs. Uh, at that price, you could start with him, still ro roster. You could go DJ Xander Cantley. It was DJ Kepka Cantley, and still only have to roster like one 7K golfer or one 6K golfer. I, I, I could be wrong with that. My, my math is not great, which is a shame because I am Asian. Uh, but, but I think that's so definitely I'm going to play these two guys after what DJ showed this week. Uh, it seems like a lock button. I don't want to overthink it either. A lot of these times when you come to these majors, you overthink it. This is the least, you don't, the Masters is the least amount you have to ever think of when it comes to an event, especially when it comes to these high-end plays. Uh, play the guys you want to play. I wouldn't even worry about ownership. You can make that change in the bottom half. You know, you could leave some money on the table, do whatever you want. Um, but I'm playing Dustin Johnson. I don't care what his ownership is. Yeah, I couldn't say it better, man. D DJ is the one that is just uh, – what, what do you think his ownership is going to be, 30% in something like the $20 millimaker? 
maybe more. I would say, yeah, I think it's a good number to put on for right now. I know this is early and we're talking here, you know, Sunday evening as Sunday night football plays in the background. So uh, it can, you know, it's something to monitor. People are maybe, maybe it gets up to 35 and then, you know, in that range and then near the end of the week, people start pivoting away because there's lots of plays around it that we'll get into. So I, I could definitely see that. I could see some late Rory steam when people talking about it. Um, going for his green jacket, right, as he's been trying so many times here. So maybe with the uh, the baby now and whatnot, a little more calming for him, and it's a chance for him. But for sure, I'm with you on DJ. I'm definitely with you on Rom. We've talked about that plenty on here in the past. It's a guy that we're just waiting on. We know he's going to win a major. If, it, you know, if people that weren't on him haven't got on him yet, it's pretty obvious he's the talent, right, when you look at what he's done this season. Uh, since the restart even, some of these wins that he's taken down in tough fields, extremely tough courses – uh, it's nothing that is his mindset looks good. Everything looks on point. So certainly like Ram and DJ the most, my third would actually be JT uh, trending in the right direction. He hasn't, he still doesn't have a top 10 at the masters, but he's definitely trending. He's at three in a row, better finishes in his time here. So uh, stats wise, he shows up the best for me across the board. It just depends on even on long-term uh, 50 rounds, hundred rounds, whatever you want to look at. He's number one on, you know, a, and on Tita green. And then if you look at the overall ranking, it comes number one because of his, approach bogey avoidance uh, some of his proximity stuff par five scoring all these factors that line up it just depends on what type of week he has it was what was it a i think it was the last major we just watched where he really had like his c game or his b minus game and he was still right in the mix so uh, i'm definitely in on jt as well for some shares not as high on bryson you know i've got some good i've got plenty of reasons we'll talk about the number i got later for betting wise that i feel okay if he wins i, I won't be hurting and then rory like i said it's just tough to to decide right maybe if there's a, a 2v2 or something where i have a few lineups that i love the four value plays and i can go dj um you know xander and instead of using them i can go rory cantlay maybe i'll do something like that in the odd lineup but it's not gonna be enough to talk about when it comes down to my my overall builds all right so let's go to this 9k range i'll go with my second cast game cornerstone it's not very shocking after what we saw this past week especially on the weekend brooks kepka at $9,700, the major killer, the the big game hunter. Uh, the one thing I noticed about at the Houston Open is he's been hitting his irons really, really well. Uh, you know, that's been his game. Uh, but he's been struggling off the tee and with his putter. Uh, now, this week, his iron game wasn't the sharpest, but he gained 3.3 strokes off the tee and gained almost six strokes putting. Now, if he can keep that going and bring his irons back, I mean, it's Kepka. He can win this pretty handily. Uh, and so starting your, your cash builds with DJ and Kepka, I think it's going to be extremely popular, but I don't care. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not worried about ownership when it comes to cash and even in GBPs, uh, when it comes to these guys, I don't care. I think these two guys have just a good, I put, you know, Rom, Bryson, DJ and Kepka as the top four, most likely to win, uh, in my book right now. Uh, I think those are the top four, probably some in some type of order. I, I can't really give the order yet of those four, but I think those I'm not going out on the limb saying this. I know, but like I said, when it comes to the masters, you don't have to overthink it. And, and I'm going with these guys. Um, now when it comes to GPPs, Xander and Cantley, I like Xander a lot. One of the better putters on bent grass, uh, especially when it comes to this top level of the field. Another guy who I feel like in form going in, he looks really good. Seems like a major is within his grasp as well. Cantley, who had the lead going into the back nine last year uh, before Tiger came back and won, um, you know, with his win recently, the guy, I, I feel like, see, that's why I like, that's why probably why I can't play Bryson because I'm going to play these guys in this range and I'm going to have two or three of these guys in every single one of my lineups this week. Uh, so that's the way I'm going to go. Uh, I'll play Reed down below. It could be overlooked, especially, you know, with a lot. I think I'm, I don't think I'm the only one who's going to have this type of mind frame when it comes to making lineups. So Reed could be an overlooked type of guy. Uh, again, a lot of right to left dog legs at Augusta. You'll see that in a bunch. And of course, uh, Reed is the drawer of the golf ball. Uh, and then I'm going to play Bubba. At 9K as well, the form has been exceptional. He's been playing his best golf uh, in a very, very long while. Uh, and, and he looks like he's ready to come back and have a good run, one more, one last shot at a major 
for Baba, and I think this is his best chance. But if if, if you all told me the rank, uh, these three guys, I'd go Kepka, Xander, Cantley. One, two, and three. It's not that shocking. They're both high up there. Uh, those are my three favorite. But I'll have flyers on Reed and Bubba. Who do you like? I'm with you on a couple at the top. I like Xander and Cantley quite a bit. I just think you got to go back to it here. And like you said, that the fact that you know Brooks showed up a little bit this week, just one week that's going to get in everyone's mind, couldn't be a more perfect time for me. Um, the price is right for most. I think he's going to gain some ownership here at 9700 Obviously a major killer, so we know what it's about. But uh, I like Xander. I think you know his time is near. I think Cantley just showed it. And he's ready to keep it going. He just won. I mean, he's definitely in form. And then when you drop down, there's just too many guys I like at the bottom, so I can't play everybody. I like Webb. I like Reed, who you just mentioned. And I definitely like Bubba, right? Bubba just seems to be at that right price. He almost seems a little bit underpriced, kind of like DJ. Them sitting right on the bubble at 10K and 9K. I could see it flip-flopped. Like, it's not a bunch of money, but I could have saw Bubba come in here at 94 or 95 and see Morikawa or Hatton especially drop down. So I'm not really going to avoid that. If people want to go off them, I don't mind. But Bubba at 9K is definitely interesting just for the recent form. The course history is one thing here, but it just it's really more about what he's been doing lately and, you know, just long-term what he can do. So I like a guy like Bubba for this course at 9K, probably the most in this range. X and Cantlay, like a setup at the top. And then you mentioned uh, the in-between will go a little bit more overlooked with a guy like Reed. Always like Reed. We love the villain, Kenny. And Webb might be off of people's radars at 9,300. I think whenever we see him at that price tag, we typically talk about how he, he's a little bit underrated. I know he hasn't done much lately, but we've seen him, you know, times where he hasn't been talked about or before he was a bigger name and got back into the mix at the players that year. He'll just come up out of nowhere at, at a tough course with tough, a tough field and bang it out. And next thing you know, he's winning by a bunch of strokes. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that actually here at 9,300. So I like Webb for GPPs as well. All right. So let's move on to this 8K range. Tampa, why don't you just go ahead? Yeah. So uh, a couple guys here. Uh, I like Adam Scott. Always does well at the Masters. You know, this is a, you know, one here before. I think this is a spot for him to come back around. We've been waiting on him. Had, again, another guy just showing a little bit of flash lately. But if you go and look at long-term stats, we know how good he is, right? You look at everything, tee to green, approach, uh, greens and regulation, per, par five scoring, everything's there. Uh, the next two right behind him show up for me are Decky and Finau. I worry a little bit about Decky just because, again, is he going to do the same thing that he just did here this, this weekend and pop off and have all these stats across the board and be able to put up? Like today was a, a seven under round to get T2 with DJ. Can he carry that over? The media, you know, I'm not sure what it's going to... Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Be like, we always struggles at these majors, but we, you know, you can never overlook the fact that it's like Fowler, right? These guys are still looking for their first major. He's still young enough, not what we're used to seeing nowadays with these young guns and Wolf, Hovland, Morikawa, all... Uh, well, Hovland's not here, but Morikawa and Wolf, who we could talk about. We, we skipped over Morikawa. I don't even know if he had thoughts on him, but uh, he already won a major this year since the restart. So I guess if he shows up with the Zions, he could be in the mix as well. But I, I like that Matsuyama's a bunch cheaper here. So it uh, just worries me if he gets like 30%, then, you know, like DJ, that's sort of the starting build as people did this week. You then have guys like Scott and Finau right there. And then if you drop down to, uh, you know, you got Matthew Wolf, who I kind of like there, um, you know, then it really drops off. I, I'll let you talk about the rest of the AK range. I guess, you know, Matt Wolf and, and maybe a little bit of Jason Day, but I'm not even in love with that. Just think about the past history here. The rest of the guys, you know, it's throwing darts with a guy like Garcia, Spieth, Fowler, you know, Casey would be interesting at 8K straight. But other than that, you know, my favorites are going to be Scott, Finau, Matsuyama, Wolf with a little bit of Day, maybe a little bit of Casey. 
So Decky is my third cash game cornerstone. Not shocking. I'm going with the guys who played well this week. Current form going in, like I said, in that stat below, super important when it comes to, to Augusta. You have to be playing well leading into this tournament to have a chance. Uh, you don't see too many people with poor form come in. I mean, there's a couple of odd people who have done it, but it, it's rare. Uh, so Decky's cash game cornerstone, number three. Uh, you know, again, another guy who's exceptional at longer par fives, uh, top 10 in this field in par four efficiency from 450 to 500 yards. One of the best around the green uh, here. That's one thing about his game has really dramatically improved since his, since his younger days. And God, he's not even that old. How old is he? Like 26, 27. I mean, he's still really, really young. Uh, but his around the green game has improved tremendously. Hopefully he doesn't need to use that that often uh, because he'll be hitting these uh, plenty of these greens. Uh, he learned how to putt this past week. So that could be a big thing. So we'll see how that goes. But that, he is my third cash game cornerstone. I know those three guys that I have so far, DJ Kepka and Decky, they're going to garner like 150% combined ownership in, in cash games. But I don't care. I'm not overthinking. The one thing I will say about this 8K range is I think that it can be – it might be a dead zone for ownership this week with all these studs up top. I think it's very possible that we get a lot of lower ownership outside of Hideki um, in this range. Now, the way I'm rostering, if I go two 9K guys instead of three, I can definitely go in this range uh, still. And so that that's another reason why I can't roster Bryson because then I have to skip this range completely basically is what it comes down to. Uh, it really limits your lineup building potential. Uh, now, again, I could Bryce could go out there and just win this by 10 strokes. So a little bit worried about that, but I'm just going with what I think I need to do to make a good successful lineup. So um, in this range, I do like Sergio a little bit. Uh, again, a win a few weeks ago, former champion here. Uh, the game looks pretty good. Uh, so I'm going Sergio uh, this week, I'm also going to be playing. Um, I think I'm only going to be playing one person out of Scott and Finau, and I haven't decided which one I am going to play. Um, Adam looked really good the first couple of days. Uh, you know, maybe the COVID made him tired and he, he struggled on the weekend a little bit. Uh, but, you know, the guy flashes form at Augusta. He's always done well, but so does Tony. Tony crushes at majors. So I'm probably going to play one of those two. If I can get both of them in, uh, I might. Um, and then I, I think I think those are the main guys that I will be focusing on this week. I think I might play a little bit of Jason Day as well. Uh, the thing about Day, I think he is the best putter in this field on bent grass greens in the last 100 rounds. Uh, if he can get his iron game to keep going like it has been, I mean, we've seen glimpses of – the old number one in the world, Jason Day, more in the last – since the restart than we have in the past couple of years. Like, we've seen glimpses of that game coming back. Uh, so, I think I will play a little bit of Jason Day. Uh, let's move on to the 7K range. Another reason why I probably won't be on Bryson is because I really like the lower part of the 7K range. I like a lot of golfers uh, down below. And I'll go ahead and start with my final cash game cornerstone. It's going to be Ian Poulter at $7,000. Good track record at Augusta. Plenty of made cuts here. Uh, has the experience, to be, you know, uh, of this course. He knows how to play it. Uh, really good form. I think three straight top 15s, if I'm not mistaken, when you include a European tour. So coming in, the form is there. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I like uh, Ian Poulter a lot this week. Uh, he will be my final cash game cornerstone pick for uh, the Masters. And, you know, and so my four cash game cornerstones this week are going to be Dustin Johnson at 10K, Brooks Kepka at 9,700, uh, Hideki Matsuyama at 8,700, and Ian Poulter at 7,000. That's going to leave you – around $14,700 left, somewhere around there. So plenty uh, of, of money to fill out the rest of your lineups. In the top range of the 7K, I'm not the biggest fan of most of these guys. I think the one guy I will play is Usti. He's probably the only guy that I am looking at playing over $7,500 this week. You know, runner-up Grand Slam, 
The guy always shows up in majors, good with his longer irons. Uh, so we're going Usti up top. And then I like this bottom range uh, a, a fair amount. I like Cam Smith coming in with great form. Once again, good with his longer irons. Shane Lowry had a really good showing this past week, and he's been doing pretty well across the pond as well. The form is there. And, that's again, I keep mentioning this, but it's something I am keying on big time is form leading in to this tournament. Uh, so I like Lowry. I, I like um, Kevin Kisner. Again, another guy who puts exceptionally well on bent. Had a good showing the last time he was out. And I'm going Kokrak at 7,000. Long enough. Gains a bunch off the tee. Really good on long par fours. Really good on um, uh, with his proximity for 200 plus. Depending on his number, uh, he might be one of my favorite bets for top 20s this week. It's really early, so we'll see how that goes. But I like Kokrak down below. Who do you like? go bottom up because you just took what I was going to one of my bets for the end of the show I was going to steal your thunder on a top 20 bet this week and it's going to be Kokrak uh, I love your Poulter tank Poulter's a guy that's made me a lot of money in the past I certainly love Ian Poulter he's got very consistent form coming in but the thing about Kokrak that stands out to me the most is not just you know so if you look at his long-term stats they pop off the board uh, top 16 in greens of regulation driving uh, long irons top 20 in par 5 scoring 25th in tee to green all lines up, but that's not just it. So he finally gets the monkey off his back, gets a win. Uh, if you remember, that's not why he's here, right? Kenny, this Masters is not about that. That win would be for the next Masters in April. He's here because, remember, if you if you recall back, he snuck in to the Tour Championship last year, had to stand by while I forget who it was, missed a bunker shot, uh, left it short and missed the putt, and he ends up sneaking into the top 30. Goes on to do pretty well for his first showing last year at the Tour Championship. So in a, a spot where he is a debutant, we want to talk about that all the time in these majors, I think he's got a chance to be one of the best ones. Uh, I think the upside's there, the ability, the stats, everything is all there, and the nerves, right? What, how could you ever feel more confident just coming in off of a win when you finally get the monkey off your back when he got it at Shadow Creek there just a little while ago? So I love that. Yeah, for pretty guys strong like, field. That he played Absolutely. against Shadow Creek too. So yeah. I mean, I'm he's saying not he doesn't seem to fear it. Yeah. He just hasn't had the putter cooperate for him at times. And sure enough, when it does, and again here it's about you know upside, you know making the cut, and then how much upside can he give you? Well, the cut is likely. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. I'm not going to try and jinx. I don't think there's. I don't really believe in that. I'm saying, but my point is, it, it's a guy that you would expect to make this cut, especially. He fits into that. He's in your group of. 15, 16 guys that you brought up at the top, right? For the obvious yep. reasons of the win and whatnot, everything that goes with it, the stats. So I, I love Kokrak this week. He'll be a strong play of buying. Definitely like him for a top 20. Uh, I've debated further. I haven't looked at uh, the latest odds on him. Obviously, I wasn't picking up a number of, of him at the Masters after Shadow Creek. It wasn't really the top of my mind. So maybe that's a miss by me, but I can't imagine the numbers that different. I'll have to go and look. But I like Poulter. I like Kokrak. I like Kisner. Uh, he's another guy, but it's sort of like what we always talk about with him, where he's gonna, you know, be the guy that makes the cut. But what's that mean here? And then gets you, a, you know, twenty fifth or a thirtieth. That'd be okay at seventy one hundred. So I'll take it. Uh, I'll skip this guy because I want to ask your opinion on him. We'll come back to him. But answer, I think is interesting. I would have loved Neiman here at the same price, but I'll take answer because it is more of a grinded out course, make the cut, not make very many mistakes. You know, bogey avoidance big on his radar, amazing driver of the golf ball when he's on. Plus now we've got the Carlos Ortiz inspiration factor, right? You talked about at the top of the show. That's got to inspire him a little bit to get that's a pop. True. I'm sure that's extremely true. happy for yep. his boy. So, you know, that's awesome. And then I, I think a couple others here, just real quick, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, strong fields. He can just sneak in the back door. We saw it at the Memorial, right? When he had bones on his bag, L little things like that, where he's got a good enough game all around that it's not going to be, you know, 25 under here or something like that. It's the Masters. So uh, you don't see that very often. And what I think it'll be is a good enough number where we could see Fitzpatrick do some damage at 7,600. If people want to take chances on Rose or Scheffler and that, I get it. Scheffler would be interesting. But the two I kind of like here rounding it out, one, the guy I like the most at the top, you know, not going to go on a tangent like I did about Kokrak, but Louis O in a major always talking about you mentioned it already but we've been going on this tear for a while now i talk about him at every major he has not disappointed so i'm gonna go with him at 7900 i think everything lines up for him stats are good long-term major performances uh, the trends of coming in just what he looks like short-term long-term everything is all there for louis O at 7900 uh, an extremely fair price especially we'll see but if the ownership really creeps on to paul casey there 
who has the better stats. If you're going to look at models and things like that and go backwards, I think that's going to be a thing. And you could go to Louie there right at the bottom, you know, hundred bucks less at 7,900, but give me your take here. I'm, I'm really not sold yet, but I'm feeling good about it. Kind of what, what's your thoughts on Lee Westwood at 7,200? Uh, I wish he'd play a little better this past week. Uh, definitely thinking about it. He's been playing well across the pond. Uh, I think it's definitely doable. The guy has played this tournament extremely well. He's had a couple of close calls, really good with uh, on long par fours. I think I could be convinced to play Mr. Westwood uh, this week. Yeah, big big thing for me that stood out. Like I said, I'm not all the way there yet because it feels, eh, I don't know, it just doesn't feel ideal at 7,200. I also want to see if you know everyone else is thinking the same thing, but I'm sure this will come up. Uh, 13th at the U.S. Open fourth at the open this is all since the restart the open was or sorry the july was the last one served for the open but uh, the u.s open is just in september 13th and then also you know this season the 2020 season 22nd at wgc mexico and then he also got fourth at honda so you know which uh we were there right so you know that yeah. was sunday's win so he, he was in the mix and tommy fleetwood and, and hughes and his mom and everyone right there in the, in the middle of it all uh, but westwood was right there in the mix another tough course uh, strong field. So I think there's just something to look at there. And then we know his history here at the masters is interesting. So with, again, looking at my numbers right now, Kenny, and going back, you know, I'm at like 16, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, I'm at like 25 golfers and we're through the seven K range. We're going to the sixes. That That's really where I'm at with this field right now. So it's extremely, you know, tight as far as the pool looks in general, when it, like I said, I'm thinking it's between 60 to 70 golfers, that are even in consideration. I'm now again, doubling down on the Brooks Kepka take and saying, but there's only really, you know, I'm just taking it to a DFS perspective, 25 or 30 that I feel good about here in this field, right? You can make cases for a bunch, but these are the ones I feel strongest about early on in the week. And typically you and I both know this, that the early week takes sometimes work out, right? I know we've got some good late week calls and that's why you follow all of our stuff across the industry. But I think that the early stuff is always good, man. And, and I feel good about this pool as of right now, but the 6K range is where we got to go next. So what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm having a tough time down here. There's only really four or five guys that stand out for me. Yeah, well, one thing I did forget uh, about Ian Poulter, another reason why I like him, um, he's top 10 in strokes game par five, uh, in par five scoring in the last 100 rounds in this field. Uh, and I like your Fitzpatrick take as well, even though I hate him now after his comments about Fitzpatrick, about Bryson. You know, as short as he is, uh, the guy has the game to – do well on long courses, and he's really good on par fives as well. 12th in strokes game par five in the last 100 rounds, even though he only hits it about 280 off the tee. Um, so I, I like that take. I'll probably play him as well. Uh, but, you know, going back, my favorite plays in the 7K range are Usti, Poulter, and Kokrak. I know we talked about a bunch of them, uh, but those are the three guys that I will be keying on this week in the 6K range. I think I'm going to play – there's a couple of guys up top. I'm going to play old man Zach Johnson. Uh, we've seen that, you know, his iron play has been getting a little better. Overall, his iron play is pretty damn good uh, over the last 100 rounds. If you look, taking the long-term form, and he's been stepping it up here a bit here uh, recently. I know uh, his win was about 12, 13 years ago. But, of course, he's won here. Uh, so I'll play him. I'll try to play him in 6,800. Uh, I will play Munoz uh, at 6,700. Uh, again, a birdie machine, really good on long par fours, uh, above average on par five scoring. The guy's coming in fairly good form. Uh, he's been playing good golf, and especially at that price, I got no problem. I'll be playing Molinari. Looks like he might be back. He showed a little glimpse of something this past week in Houston. Uh, if he's like 15 18% owned, it might change my mind, but we'll see. This is where uh, when you get down to this lower range, is when I'll be keying a little bit more on ownership. Uh, the upper range, I do not care. Uh, the lower range, I might fade some guys depending on the projected ownership. If he's more than 15%, I don't think I will play. Uh, Francisco Molinari, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'll be playing Corey Connors again, another good showing this past week. Uh, he, I, he gained something like three or four strokes playing the first couple of days. If he could do that, you know his ball striking is elite, um, you know, he's top 10 in both strokes gained approach and strokes gained off the tee in the last hundred rounds in this field. So, I mean, just numbers wise, but we all know it comes down to the putter uh, for Mr. Connors and I'll probably play Lanto as well. Oh no, I'm Lanto and J JT Poston. 
Uh, Post's iron game was real strong in the $6,300. I think you can make a case for him in GPPs. Uh, I could go with that. And, of course, I might be biased because he won't make a bunch of money this past week getting in the top 20. But I think he's the lowest I'll go. He's probably the only one under 6,500 that I will play this week. Again, another reason against Bryson for me. Yeah, the lineups to build. I get what you're saying. You can still get there, though. Like you talked about already, you're some of your favorite plays in the 7K range, Kokrak, Poulter, Bryson. Sorry, Kokrak, Poulter, and then you go up to Bryson. You've got money to play with at that point. Well, also, when it comes to those, uh, like, I, me liking that seven, that low 7K range makes it a lot easier to do three 9K guys. I can go right. Brooks, uh, Xander, Reed, and then I can do three guys over and not even touch the 6K range. I agree. You know, you can still do yeah. that. You can still do that when, when you're when you're making your lineups. That's why I like that nine K range so much. Two or three golfers in that nine to ten K range, rom down uh, to the guys that I was talking about, and then filling it out with these guys at seventy in the low seven Ks, who I think all have upside. Uh, you know, so I, I like that sort of play going into it when I'm building my lineups this week. Yeah, no, I can't disagree with you, man. Like I said, that's why I'm opting to build more lineups than just stick all the money in on a single entry because at the end, it's not a single entry tournament. That's what I'm saying with one entry because I want to play some of these angles. And like you said, you could get those two and then balance it out with a bunch of guys that you absolutely love. But if everyone else is doing that, then you know there's got to look for ways to get different. You got to take a little bit of risk on and maybe add one of the 6K guys with Bryson and then still have Bryson with two pretty decent quote-unquote studs or mid-tier guys that you don't have a, a problem with as we as we went through above there there's not a bunch but there's enough of them in that range right there's a lot of guys that we mentioned that we like so I like your take there uh, going into my guys down here the ones that stand out the most we'll say this so uh, EVR sneaky top 20 this week we always like him in these stronger fields when he's cheap and here he is 6900 so we love that uh, Lanto Griffin the Rick Gaiman rule under 7k I know it's the masters but honestly man he's been he's shown up everywhere you've told him to show up I don't care what the field is, the strength, the, who's in it, what the sizing is, doesn't matter. He's shown up where you, where you need him. So at 6,600, you have to have some of them, at least if you're going to multi-enter. I think that's a great play to have. I like Connors right next to him. I like your take on old man Zach Johnson. So there's a few that stand out. After that, it gets pretty bleak and, and not too much I really like. I guess, you know, Ches Reevee. Victor Perez, like we're, we're pulling hairs here. One thing about this, and I know everybody reads this already, but Ben Coley's article, man, it's incredible, right? He does the full breakdown of all the players. This is where you can see pretty quickly. It's over on Sporting Life where you can just cancel so many guys out. And one of the things I like with Victor Perez, I already like him, uh, you know, from watching stuff in the Euro Tour and stuff like that. But he talked about, uh, you know, a couple different things here. What was the one that stood out? Uh, yeah, 22nd in the PGA Championship, which you can look up anywhere. But I like this little tidbit he added was Rory's former caddy on the bag. So Wait, Rory this, McElroy, this is Victor Perez. Okay. Good good player, good European player coming over here. Another debutant, of course. But like he says, that'll help mitigate a lack of course experience. And if his iron play is as good as it can be, he can match that major debut there, debut here. So again, Friend of the pod, Ben Coley. We've had him on. We'll get him on again. Absolute stud when it comes to these things. And pointing out little things. The article is incredible. He puts all these little things without. He drops like tweets from the past of just some funny shit that you got to go check it out. Like uh, I think it was Shane Lowry off the tee swearing. And the announcer's just like, well, sorry about that, folks. But uh, yeah, he puts all this cool stuff in there. And I thought that one stood out to me. And I already kind of liked him a little bit. So I think at 60, what is he, 6,500? That'd be a way to get different if, if people are going to go Lanto, Corey Connors, uh, and then the other guy I always like in majors, good around the green game, strong all around game, uh, Bazudenhout, right? We've talked about him in the past as well. I think he'd be an interesting play at 6,600. I can't remember the Euro event that stands out as sort of like a, a correlation of some kind, but he, I think he won it this past year. So uh, he's another guy that stands out to me down here at 6,600. Other than that though, Kenny, like I said, it gets really tough after that besides just throwing darts. Is there anyone from say 6,400 or down that you could get down with? Post is probably Fetch the only Poston, guy. Poston. Yeah, I heard you say yeah. that. I guess that's your boy. And he, he snuck in there for you. It wasn't by his doing. It was by Wally Vanderwaltz or whatever. Well, especially but- since he bogeyed two of the last three holes and I thought he was going to break my heart. Uh, yeah. but, but Dolly, Dolly hooked it up. Yeah, Dolly Vanderwelt, man. He did you it. Know, I, remember, it- I remember playing Dolly in like 2015, 16. 
back in the day. I used to rostering all the time back then. That's, uh, that's probably why I lost a whole bunch of money back then. But I remember rostering him a bunch back when I first started playing DFS five, six years ago. Yeah, so it was nice. I never, I never, I never played him, and I'm not sure how you did with him back then. I was definitely playing at that time, and I don't remember winning. I, sorry, I don't remember having it, seeing anyone have him in the winner, and I don't remember losing any money by not having him. So uh, I think he I'm had happy one. That... I think he had one top ten, and I think I rostered him in that <laughs> event. Uh, I think it was Mayakoba in 2015, and he. I think he finished top ten. I think it's, it's his only top ten of his career, uh, and then I just started rostering him a bunch again after that, and that's. Uh, I continually lost money until I got better. So <laughs> that's just the way it works. All right. Anybody else in the 6K range? We got to talk about two more names before we move on. And, okay. And it's just because it's a waste of time, I think. But Fred Speed? Couples, Fred Couples <laughs> and Bernhard Longer. No, in this range. Then we can talk oh, about okay. if you want to go sort of around the, the world on some of these other guys. But you got two guys at 6,100. Obviously, you wouldn't put two of them in the same lineup, or I definitely wouldn't. But you've got Fred Couples and Bernhard Longer at 6,100. Any thoughts? on either of those guys. I, I know it's champion store stuff. It's course history stuff, but I do think, uh, you know, some people would want to bring it up. So what, what's your thoughts on those guys? Would you play any of them? I think with the course going to be, be playing as long as it is um, this week with the rye and the watering and the rain, I, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to be on those guys. Yeah. I might jam one lineup or something and just put my five favorite plays, like what fits with a guy like longer just because he's coming off, you know, he's doing well in the Champions Tour. It's nothing even close to comparison, but the, the, some of the stuff. I mean, look at it. Phil. Phil's won, like, his first, all of his events, and he can't even make the fucking cut on the PGA Tour. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a massive yeah. difference. Exactly. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I just think, like I said, the, I never am talking about course history besides when, you know, people are asking about it for the stats or the numbers or what we go through here on the show. And I think that if we, there ever was a course, we've talked about this plenty, is that this is the place, right? So, uh, you know, we've seen it years before. What was it when Fred Couples got a top 20 or whatever? It's He knows all the little tricks, right? All the backdrops, all the things. I mean, who's going to know about it more? I, I don't know if they have more experience somehow in a month like November. I know normally the course isn't active or, or ready to go, but you never know, right? They've got, a, they've got many years on them, Kenny. Let's just say that, where there could be a possibility for some experience to know a little bit more and anything could happen at Augusta. So I'm not advocating for them. I just think those would be the only two names that would even come up down in this range as a possibility. So uh, other than that, man, not much else. Did you want to talk about guys? Like what's the sort of right, other so guys? Spieth. Spieth, Spieth. Fowler? Yes or no. Yes or no on Spieth. No, no, never. Yes or no on Fowler. No. I'm with you on that. I actually picked Fowler to win the masters in the, in the original uh, initial uh, beginning of the year pod where we tried to pick the winners of the thing. And, I don't know. Here's the thing. I, I did hear an interview with him where um, he says, you know, off the tee, he's been really, really good. He just needs to improve on his irons. Uh, I think he ha- he's been working with somebody on his iron place. We'll see how that goes. I'm probably not yeah. going to roster him. Just, just on that note, if I was playing one of them, it would be Fowler. I'll, I'll yes. put like a, a course history speed lineup together. These are just, when I say no, I mean like these are, you know, one lineup guys, if I do it or something. But the, the other thing about Fowler is you just mentioned it. John Tillery, this is another tidbit from Ben Coley's article. I, did, I just found this stuff out. I, you know, I try and pay attention more than, as much as most, at least, if not more, try and catch on to these things. And did you know that Fowler left Butch Harmon, which I think was out there. I, I'd heard stuff about that or the Harmon camp, if you will. And then did you know that Sibu Kim joined it? and replaced and who's crushing right now and who isn't i yeah. know maybe not this past week he missed a guy it's one event houston open who has been crushing lately it's been Siwoo kim over a guy like fowler both players winners in the past uh, you know it's just kind of funny to see right and then you know coaching it's you know where ricky can't really put it all together it's been interesting i could see why you'd go to him i definitely think there's something there about a mindset factor right when someone just you know a guy like decky guy like fowler you could even put like Westwood Kucher, these types of guys in the mix. I know it's, you know, off the board, but these are the, just the mindset or the guys that want a major so bad that they're going to turn it on and they can at any time, but it doesn't always work that way. Spieth wants to get back to being great and he's having a struggle with it. So you, you can want it as bad as you want. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but there is, you know, this is a magical place, Kenny. It's Augusta, right? It's Augusta in November. This is anything goes, anything could happen. I would play Fowler over Spieth if it was me at that spot. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to watching this week. The, the mess oh, yeah. up thing is I'm, I'm flying into Dallas for work on Sunday. And so I will be on a plane for the final round. Luckily, my boss 
paid up for first class tickets and the plane has Wi-Fi. So the issue I'm going to have is I'm going to have a couple cocktails, of course, you know, before I get on the plane and during the plane, um, you know, maybe, and, and then watching this tournament. And if I have a sweat going into Sunday, if you hear about some Asian guy getting arrested on a flight from DC to Dallas, it's probably going to be me because I'm going to have to be watching this event uh, on the plane on Sunday. And if I have a sweat going, I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain myself uh, with all these people on the plane and they might have to arrest me when I land. So we'll see how that goes. If, if one of my bets wins, I'll probably get arrested and I'll probably, you know, not even be able to work for the next three weeks in Dallas. But let's, <laughs> let's go to bets first. Let's go to bets. Who you got this week? I was going to say, you don't have to have a sweat to be the Asian guy getting arrested on that flight, I don't think. Yeah. It could, could just be the drinks and who knows what, right? Um, no, I got a few, Kenny, but not much, man. I'm going off of old numbers here, so it's not going to be enticing for anybody else, but just so the tickets are out there. I got uh, Siwoo at 150 to 1 from previous. I think he's still like 100 or 125, maybe even 150 in some places. I just like that when he was turning it on a little bit. I've got Reed at 50 on the, my same book shows at 28 to 1, so I'm happy about that number. And then by far the best one, 45 to one on Bryson. Got that a long time ago, just betting him everywhere. So uh, excited about that. I just, you know, I don't see it, but if it does happen, I, I definitely feel like that's Bryson's MO here though, right? He either does it or he doesn't. I don't necessarily see like a third place Bryson. I think it's- Well, the issue is he's, of the people in the field, he's been one of the worst putters at Augusta uh, in his time that he's played here. Bryson has. So uh, that's one thing you could think of uh, when it comes down to him. I'm just trying to find something to make it so they're not playing him other than just lineup construction. Because I mean, No greens book? No greens books? I yeah, saw he, this he, going around. His he, he, can, he can literally destroy the score. So we'll see, how, we'll see how this goes. All right, so my bets. I got six, and I'm sticking with the rule. A nobody uh, greater than 50 to 1 has won this tournament in a while. So all of my bets are shorter odd bets, but I want to win. So that's the way I'm going about it. So I got Rom at 11 to one, Xander at 14 to one, Kepka at 16 to one, Cantlay at 25 to one, Bubba at 33 to one, Adam Scott at 50 to one. So that that's how I'm going this week with the betting card. I'll have uh, probably my top 20 bets uh, later on this week. Uh, did we miss anything? We could, oh, one and done. I have no idea who I have left. Yeah, I know I'm dead. That's what I know. Yeah, that. Uh, play, Again, play your, play your best awesome. golfer available. Play your strategy. Now your strategy is pretty simple. We're down to the wire, so it's you're playing to win money and and level up. If for some reason you're completely out of it, like me, and you just have no chance at getting to the top, then you just look for a unicorn, and it's going to be tough because even this week I saw um, Josh posted out for the the Gups Corner one and done that it was Carlos Ortiz was still used twice. And you need a you need it to be an, a unicorn. You need a single to to get the skin. So it's really tough at this point of the year to get that. Take your chances if you're out of it completely. Otherwise, play who've got left, who you think is going to actually win this thing, and get as much money into the pot as possible for yourself to try and level yourself up to the top. Yeah, I have no idea who I have left. Um, so I don't even know. I don't know. Play play your best guy left because the season's coming down to the wire. So play whoever top-notch dude you have left and throw them in there and don't even think twice about it. All right. So do we miss anything? We good to go? Good to go, man. That should be good. All right. You can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. Uh, you can also find my article every week on GupsCorner.com. I've been crushing the betting aspect. It's been really good here. Uh, since the new season has started, uh, I feel more like myself. Uh, it's been a little bit, you know, more winning weeks uh, than losing weeks is always something you like to see. Uh, you know, so make sure you go on Gup's Corner, check my Twitter feed for a uh, promo code to get on there. <laughs> Vegas Kenny, man. Vegas Dave's brother. Get the 50-star whale play this week. Jason Kokrak, top 20. It's going to go down, Kenny. I'm with you on it this week. I'm going to tail you, man. This is the one. So uh, that, that's good. I, I'm definitely going to bet him. I don't know if that'll be my favorite bet. You'll have to no. see. You have to see the article to see that. But I think that's going to be on the list. Absolutely, man. I love it. Uh, you guys know where to find me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Hit me up there if you have any questions. Other than that, rotogrinders.com. Doing a show every single day, either PGA or NFL related. And then keep in mind for the podcast, guys, we need some, you know, 
likes, reviews, comments, ratings. We don't ask for them enough. We just keep doing our thing. But that's a way you can go out free, hook us up, get us hooked up in the ratings, give us a, a comment, a like, everything there if you're not already subscribed. But I think the big thing is once NFL turns off, we'll have some NBA stuff out there. But, you know, golf will be the only show in town again for most. And we're still going to be here doing our thing. So we do appreciate everyone. Thank you for all the support. Check out rotogrinders.com, who sponsors and presents this podcast each week. rotogrinders.com slash DJ and get yourself five bucks off the core four. Other than that, good luck, everyone, this week. And I'll let Kenny send us out. All right. So it's a big week. It's Augusta week. It's one of the best weeks of the year. It's going to be so much fun. Let's win some motherfucking money. DJ Nation. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.